Absolutely. Episode 3 is here with you, with the viewers right here. We had a uh, great uh, reception to the last week's episode, which was about uh, Change the Channel and Channel Awesome stuff. A lot of people For talking once, about it. once, I actually it. didn't want to change the channel. Yeah, we have, we're doing really good on people talking about our viewership and stuff. And uh, yeah, just continue listening to it. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little different. Yes. Um, I'm just going to briefly talk about something that happened, I'm not this, gonna talk that happened this week of the taping. Uh, we we interviewed Chris Marcianti of uh, of Grill Grill Revolutions, where we talked about uh, talked about Halloween, the movie, upcoming Halloween, which one's the best, which one he likes. We talked about uh, Star Trek. Yes. And we talked about his new film that's coming out, The Last Laugh. Such so a great talk- conversation we had with him. Right, we, we were talking for about what a half hour. Yeah, half an hour about just stuff. And as much as he tried to trigger me, yes, about Halloween and Star Trek. I didn't, I didn't let in. What a big man yeah. you are, Chris. But before we get to the uh, to the interview, I just want to say, uh, at the week of this taping, uh, Bruno Sammartino, Unfortunately, the famous, away. the famous wrestler, passed away. <laughs> he was, uh, I think, 82. And uh, the reason why I'm making it uh, significant is, um, is that uh, I used to hear stories about him as a kid from my mom telling me about uh, him wrestling and stuff, and what what a great Italian he was, representing the Italian community. How much of and I listened to his uh, interview on uh, Chris Jericho's podcast, and it was such a great story of how he went from almost dying um, in the mountains of Italy to coming here and becoming world champion for twelve years. He's an icon to say the least, yeah. and you're talking to someone who doesn't even watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. Just his name around the wrestling industry has shown him to be such a legendary figure for the sport. And uh, the, uh, the that singer died too. Um, the singer. Uh, who who is? Uh, Avicii oh, yeah, unfortunately Avicii, passed. Yeah, yeah, he passed too. You, you're more of the music. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, when Avicii passed, he died 28, and that was yesterday. Such an unfortunate uh, tragedy. He was such a talent to the the electro the electronic genre, the community at large that way, and he definitely made his impact throughout the uh, roots on it. So, and, God bless to him, and uh, and best wishes to his family and friends. And, and real quick, uh, just talk about what happened with the airlines happened this week the uh the, oh uh, when the, yeah. the one person unfortunately yeah one person died in the i think i think they said uh, uh the rare thing why that are we happened. talking about dying so much i know right <laughs> well we're gonna be talking about living soon but, yes uh, and we're gonna make you we're gonna make sure you're that much more inspired to live that airlines. for the chris marcianti interview oh, yeah. but that airlines jerry what would you think about that is what is one of those stories that you hear of and you just you don't even know how to it into words when something so bizarre happens and just to have one person pass away when everyone else lives it kind of makes you all especially in that moment appreciate life for what it is and uh we're going to appreciate life coming up uh we're going to segue into the uh chris marcianti chris marcianti interview of grill revolutions it was a great interview and we're going to uh cut right to it so uh hey hey all right, everybody. Here is our special guest. Jerry's excited. I'm excited. Our special guest is the one, the only, Joe Valenti. Woo! No, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. It's uh, 
to my good friend, filmmaker, the head honcho of Guerrilla Revolutions, the director of the upcoming movie Last Laugh, writer of the film that we're doing, Chris Marciotti. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. Oh, no problem. That was a, uh, was a great intro. No. Um, yeah, so, uh, so Chris, so what's going on? It's, uh, we were just recording something for uh, one of your uh, skits that you were doing. Yeah, we just did some uh, voiceover work for uh, a little short that's going to come out called Saying is Mingle. And um, I appreciate you guys' help with that. But uh, yeah, right now, Last Lap is in post-production. We're going to have the premiere coming up in May. And I'm excited for it. Uh, so yeah, so for Last Laugh, like what, how, how long has that been? I know it's been going on for a couple of years. But oh man, it? it's a, been a real tough, grueling process. It's technically actually been two years we've been working on this damn film. <laughs> I can't wait to get it out, and I'm getting tired of uh, Killer Clowns. When was the last time you laughed during the film? I don't remember. <laughs> it, it was the last time that you laughed. No, but um, yeah, but so when when did it when when did you start shooting? Nice uh, laugh. Uh, we initially started in 2015 with a different cast and a different DP and stuff like that, and. Um, we basically had to go back and reshoot like almost everything last year in the summer of 2017 and we did a majority of the the film in a, in a six-day stint which was pretty cool to bang out an entire 48 page script that's uh, not an easy uh, task i could tell you that no not at all you, you know as i said before um you never know what roadblock you're going to hit you never know what's going to happen on set if, if people bail out the actors don't show up or um a location's not exactly what you want or you know you're missing props or anything can go wrong you know murphy's law basically anything that will go wrong that can go wrong will, will go, go, wrong. go wrong yeah absolutely especially on set uh so with the the actors uh so you had two sets so did you have to like fire or they just didn't decide that they didn't want to do it anymore uh, with the original cast, we had some bailouts. Uh, people just dropped, like, signed on to the project, were gung ho about it, and then as we got leading up to shooting, uh, they just they just they just fell off the face of the earth. So we had to scramble and like recast a, a lot of the uh, the main lead roles, especially um, my lead actor James uh, Donahue, who plays James, the detective in the film. Basically, I had a different actor in place. His name was Randy, and. Uh, I don't want to throw him under the bus too much, but basically he was a SAG actor, and I told him I had no problem compensating him for his, his time, but we couldn't go through SAG on, on this project, and I wanted him to you know, just waive the SAG um, so we can get it done, and he didn't want to do it. And literally about four days before we had to shoot, I had to recast it, so I had to scrap him and find a new actor, and within four days we recast it. So. Oh, I have to give you credit for that, though, because think of it this way, it's, it's very tough when you're doing a production, especially on an independent level, and then you're trying to assess who are the best actors for it, you're going to assume SAG is going to have the best resume of people. So when you have that internal conflict based on where you are in the budget and then where things are aligned, just things don't work out for a reason. So there's times I can't blame you, but also at the same time, I give you a lot of credit for adapting. No, I appreciate that. I mean, I guess that's one part of being a good director. You have to be able to adapt to any situation because you never know what's going to get thrown you especially in the indie uh scene because you know 
anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have SAG actors in uh, in in this? Uh, no, not for this particular project. We're open for SAG in the future, but this one it was just you know the budget couldn't sustain it. It's really low indie, you know, micro. It's like super micro. Yeah, yeah. so we couldn't do it. Um. So what 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 was the influence for uh, Last Laugh? Last Laugh was initially going to be a different film. I actually wasn't going to make Last Laugh. I was going to make a film called The Farm Colony, which was based off the urban legend of Cropsey. I actually showcased um, a scene that you guys came to that premiere back, uh, Cinematic Uprising. What was oh, that? Yeah, yeah. What year was that? I don't even know. Oh, that was 2014? 2015. Was it 15? Yeah, right. it was 2015. So I was going to make that film, The Farm Colony, uh, based on the Cropsey urban legend. I was, I was, I was personally like hell bent on making this film. Uh, it was like a slasher homage film with this like cropsy maniac but after revisiting it months later because I, I actually hand wrote the script with this with that particular film it was like in like five or six different like notebooks <laughs> uh, back and forth I was like this this film is cool but it, it's so generic we've seen this a hundred times like the kids they go on the hunt for the killer and then they get killed and I just you know I wanted to do something different and one day I was literally just driving with a couple friends of mine and idea popped in my head and I was like hey you guys want to shoot something and they were like well what's the idea I was like what if there's this like drug addict and he's like hallucinating and he's not sure if he sees a clown like a clown that's after him if the clown is actually in his head if it's the drug or if it's an actual guy and they're like yeah so why don't you write a script and I was like I should write a script so I wound up writing the script and a little five minute short turned into a 48 page uh, film uh, so uh, so was there any uh, in influences with this? You know where I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Three the, hours later. No. <laughs> there's definitely, uh, obviously, a Carpenter influence. There's no question. You know, Halloween is obviously one of my favorite films of all time. Especially it's one of the, you know, the biggest independent films, uh, horror uh, films that were, became successful. Um, the Clown is actually a little bit influenced off Sweet Tooth from um, Twisted Metal. Um, I always thought he was a cool character, and I always wanted to see like that type of story in a film. So those are definitely two major influences: Halloween and Sweet Tooth. So there is no like Rob Zombie influence. There's no Rob Zombie <laughs> influence <laughs> no, whatsoever. As much as I love Rob Zombie, uh, he's a great filmmaker. Uh, although I hate his uh, remakes of Halloween. Oh well, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to Halloween soon. Um, <laughs> there is no Rob Zombie influence yeah. in the film, not at all. Well, which is the joke always between you and me is I always call you Rob Zombie. Just be I don't know why, just because of the, maybe the gore factor or the blood or the blood or whatever. But I, I don't know. You always just remind me of Rob Zombie. Maybe maybe it's the beard. I don't know. I, I guess <laughs> I I rather consider myself closer to Carpenter yeah. or yeah, me too. By the beard. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, just in the style of filmmaking. And, like, Halloween was definitely a major influence on me becoming a filmmaker in general. So, like, a lot of, you know, independent filmmakers. So, you are you excited about the new one? The new Halloween's coming up? You're not going to like my my <laughs> response, but yes and no. I'm, oh. I'm excited, you know, the nostalgia factor. I, I want to see a new Halloween. Who doesn't? But I'm tired of the new Hollywood trend where they're doing these alt sequels. I think that's retarded. I think that's stupid. Um, and I think we've seen enough of, like, Halloween. It was done. Like, the first one's perfect on its own. We revisited again with the second one. The second one was a tight sequel. And, like, to me, that's the quintessential Halloween. Like, even just the first one's perfect in itself. But, like, we didn't need to go past that. 
And as you've seen, they, they try to do the anthology thing. Three was good. It's just not a good Michael Myers. Michael Myers not in it. No, I, I really I really like three. Like really, that's that's an influence too with uh, Black Sun was uh, three and uh, six. But we don't want to, we don't want to get into that one because everybody everybody yells at me about Halloween six. My love for it. I mean, Halloween four, five, and six I do like too, but I don't think they're necessary. Um, but they're definitely the the last of the good ones, I, I would say, because yeah. what do you have after that? You have H2O. I felt like they needed a resurrection. You, they needed resurrection? I hated <laughs> resurrection with a passion. Why? Uh, he, it's because of Buster Rhymes. Jerry's, Jerry's, Trick or treat, Jerry's, motherfucker. Yeah, Jerry's a big Buster Rhymes fan. Just. <laughs> I mean, I like Buster Rhymes too, but that, that movie was hard, trash. Like, uh, um... But uh, and then we have the two Rob Zombie ones, which I I, yeah. I don't I don't. I, this know. is like religion versus politics. Oh right no here. no! Like me and me and me and Chris like worship the ground of Halloween so much that we we, we get into arguments all the time, especially over well Rob Zombie films. So let me take over this interview for both of you. Okay. The longest Halloween argument aside from this interview. Uh, between me and Chris. Yes. Uh, probably thirty minutes. You really think 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah, I think we argued for we, about 30 no, minutes. I'm right? so glad I'm here so I can test the waters right now. Well, okay, so Halloween 1, and then you have Halloween 2, which is one whole movie. And then 4, 5, and 6, it's more of a, wouldn't you agree with me, it's more of like a pick your pick your journey type, type thing, where it's like... Yeah, I mean, mm. to a degree, it has that like old Goosebumps book feel where you can pick the which way you want to go, but like, again, like... I feel like they told the story in the first Halloween. It was perfect the way it was. Like, you didn't really need to revisit it. But, like, with the second one, I, I accept it. Because it's like, like you just said, it, it continues right where they left off. But uh, when you have Halloweens 4 through 6, you're kind of taking away that mystique and that force of nature. And, and you're, you're grounding him into something too human. And I, I didn't like the, the route that they went with that. Yeah, like... The just, cult of the thorn and stuff like. That. I mean, it's a cool concept, but I just I never was really fond of that. Well, it's, that's I remember reading about the Fable producers cut like when I was like eighteen, and then that's what made me want to make the first Black Sun movie, just taking the cult factor to it and just doing whatever. When Loomis has the cult thing on his hand, and yeah. I hate that with a passion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to scream too loud, but it's like, yeah. No, uh, the, the best Halloween moment though, out of any Halloween moment, I think it's the end of four where Loomis walks into the house and he sees um no yeah the, the no heard across the world he's no starts crying the funny thing is though he points his gun at her right and then the cop comes in he knocks the gun out of Loomis's hand but then points his gun at the why did he do that it's so ridiculous oh god um and then I, uh if there so, aren't enough reasons to be a fly on the wall for something, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, what's confusing with me is you have H2O, which is a sequel. Did, it, did they ever say which which one is it a sequel to? Halloween 2 or the first one? Because that's what I always got confused I, I believe it's a sequel to Halloween 2, and that's kind of what we're getting again. So, like, what is this? H, no, this H4O? Is, like, no, what it's, is a, this? it's a sequel to the first one. It's disregarding everything, which is okay. I'll... I'll but 2 was great. Yeah, I love 2. I'll, I'll, you know why... I, I purposefully think, this is my point of view, is John Carpenter decided when he was writing Halloween 2, he got writer's block, and he said he said that he drank one night and just created the brother-sister thing, and he's regretted it since, and I think this is his way of going back to it and being like, hey, I, w- I want to make a sequel and just get rid of the brother-sister thing. That's what, I, that's, what, that's what they've been saying. It's just, he just finds her again and just goes to kill her. 
I mean, I'm I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see where they're gonna go with it. Um, I'm hoping it's good. I mean, Carpenter is involved a lot with this, so it should be good. You know what I mean? But like, again, like, I don't like remakes. I don't like rehashes, and I definitely don't like alt sequels. I think this is the stupidest thing in creation. It's just, in my opinion, it's a cash cow. It's a you know, hmm. and I'm surprised Carpenter would even do that because he's one to to be opposed to like remakes and stuff like that. But We'll, well see. He he did did well. He's opposed to remakes, but he did do the thing. True, this is true. But the thing is levels <laughs> beyond better than the original thing that came from outer space or whatever it was called. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he's he's one of my influences and stuff, and your influences. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, did you ever think of making a Halloween movie just for fun or just like? Because um, I kind of did, but. I, I know you, I know you did I know you made an attempt at one I, I I I never really wanted to make a Halloween movie per se because again I don't I don't want to touch something that I think is is a you know masterpiece or a work of art um, I just wanted to make some type of slasher film um, so getting back to our project our filmmaking projects when when did you how not to cut you off i actually did make a a, a joke um, there we go <laughs> a joke parody of halloween one that we we took the trailer from the original halloween one and we did like a shot for shot remake it was just for oh, fun yeah though. yeah i remember you telling me it was funny uh you you jogged my memory about like a parody i in a uh, fifth sixth grade or somehow uh i wanted to make a uh a halloween movie like a, a parody of it where you had the real killer which was Michael Myers, and then you had another killer, but and you know how the mask is frowned, frowning? Mm -hmm. I wanted it to like be like Scream, where like the other killer has like a smile, Michael Myers mask, <laughs> and it was going to be called like Halloween-y. Halloween? Halloween, -y. Halloween -y, yeah, which, which it was... It, I, Good thing they didn't come out with that. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> at, 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 the rate, at the rate that they came out with all those parody movies. I'm like Scary Movie? They, oh, yeah, I'm surprised that, that they didn't. Um, What's brilliant. Did you know that uh, Scream's original title was Scary Movie? Yeah. That's, yeah I thought that was pretty cool. That was the I, I thought title. that was scary. I love Scary Movie. That, that, those, the first two were really good. The third one's okay. We're going to have to call Christian out on the fact that he likes Scary Movies for the few times that we've actually watched Scary Movies with you. Chris, would you like to elaborate a little bit about oh, some you of the mean, movies um, that we've seen? And then Christian's just like, oh my god, I'm afraid. Oh, Veronica? Oh, you're saying, like, you're an actual fear of scary movies, yes. not the movie scary movie. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, know how, I don't know how someone who would want to be involved with horror be afraid uh, of oh, uh, like, horror films. But, like, uh, uh, like Veronica? Yeah, we watched Veronica recently. I, I didn't think it was that great. I, I think it was this that kid was good, petrified yeah. going in. <laughs> I was petrified going in, but then, like, three minutes in, like, this is, this is supposed to be scary. Like, it did, it did affect me a little bit because the tension was pretty good, but not, like... Oh my god, I have to turn this off like an hour in. Like you got saying. freaked out by the naked guy or whatever. <laughs> I heard a lot of people did. I, I was laughing at we, that part. I thought it was so stupid. But, um. Veronica, though, the cool thing about that is that it's like loosely based or based on a true story. So that's something that's. that's yeah, really cool. they, they had the pictures at the end of it, which. which that was, was actually the coolest part. That was yeah, the creepiest was. part was the pictures at the it end. Was creepiest part. It actually looked. I was like, what the hell? Um, but I think Christian was watching it with his eyes closed like uh, half the movie. Yeah. Jerry was holding it. <laughs> no, Jerry. No, no, I, I think you confused me with Jerry, where Jerry just falls asleep. You know, the lights went out, and then I just suddenly go to Christian. I'm just like, take my strong hand. Yeah. But uh, so, what, what, uh, what made you want to become a filmmaker? Jeez, well, that's for, a good question. <laughs> that's a big question, but it's it's a good question. So basically, when I was young, 
I used to put on little shows uh, for my grandparents, my grandmother especially. I would play with like toys, like marionettes and stuff like that. And I put on like little theater, like mini kitty theater pieces and stuff like that. And my grandmother was like, one day you're going to be a good, great director like Steven Spielberg. And like that kind of just resonated with me for some reason to this day. And after that, you know, sky was the limit. Uh, I definitely would say... I know it's kind of a typical answer, but Jaws was definitely a huge influence on me wanting to make movies because, like, that movie blew me away as a kid. I used to watch it over and over and over and over and over and over on loop, and I just... My dad was the same way for some reason. Every time, like, I would just hang out with him and my sister, we would just have it on nonchalantly, any channel that he could find it on. Wow. Yeah, my dad, too. My, it, it, it is a masterpiece. I know, for me, what, it's, it's, it's a really weird story about how I wanted to be a filmmaker. Was that I was in the movie theater, I was like four, and I was with my mom, and we were watching Star Trek Generations. Oh and my I, god, it's yeah. a terrible movie. And I, no, <laughs> to, to, to me, it's sacred. No, I know, you, you're, you're a Star Trek fan, I yeah. understand. But, uh, so for me, it was, I Why, sat there. I, I have to cut you off, though. Okay. Star Trek Generations, so they have, they have Captain Kirk, right? Yeah. Captain, the Captain Kirk that was on the show for 30 years or whatever the hell. He's in Generations, right? Yeah. And they fight uh, Malcolm McDowell over the rocket or whatever the hell, the yeah. space ribbon plot, yeah. right? So Captain Kirk is killed in the process, right? Yeah. And instead of having, like, a ceremony or, or a burial or, like, taking Captain Kirk to, like, the ship because it's Captain fucking Kirk. They just bury him and Picard puts, like, a little rock over his head and is like, okay, goodbye, and just leaves and beams out of it. you think he'd be like, I have the body of Captain Kirk. Like, that movie's so ridiculous. Even for you, a Star Trek fan, you can't agree? I never said it was a good movie. But, uh, <laughs> as, no, but as a kid, I asked my mom. I was like, hey, how do you make stuff like this? I said, well, there's, there's the director and the director does it. And I'm like, oh, well, I want to do that. But not to nerd out for a little bit, but there is a Shatner actually wrote his own Star Trek universe of books. And he actually gets resurrected in one in one of the books. And he I comes thought you were gonna say you and your books and your novels. I'm yeah, saying it doesn't count. The movie, from watching the movie, that's that's the, how Captain Kirk died. I know. Um, that's on the same level as like a B episode. Like it doesn't make sense. Oh, Captain like, Kirk. Captain Kirk. Um, so. <laughs> so what what were the other projects that you did um, before Last Laugh? I mean, I've done a, a ton of different projects. Um, one of my biggest ones was a film called The Broken. Uh, it was a seven-day film challenge through mm -hmm. The Ultimate Filmmaker. And um, my team was Team Gorilla Revolution. And I basically built the team. And um, I was initially going to direct and write that film. And um, that's what I wanted to do. But the, we kind of had creative differences, me and some of the people on the team. So I stepped down and just stayed a producer. And but I told them when when I when I constructed the team I was like because a lot of them have done the, the competition so many times they're like oh we never won we never won I was like we're gonna win I guarantee you we're gonna win because I'm involved <laughs> 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 and they and they were like okay hopefully and lo and behold we won <laughs> and I was like I told you even though I had to step down as a producer but um the script that I wrote for that uh. I changed it a little bit because I still wanted to do that script and I made it into another film called Affliction of the Heart which is actually on Vimeo it's like a action drama it's pretty cool it's an interesting piece um, but yeah so th that that was jeez uh, I don't even that's like 2013 14 and I've done a whole bunch of different little things producing like all over the place a lot of producer work 
Do you feel like as a filmmaker, year after year when you're working on projects, let's say if you were to do a film in 2016 and then you saw your most recent work like 2017, don't you feel like there's such a traumatic difference in your like experience I, and your skill set? No, ab absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, every time I look back, I'm like, oh man, this is a piece of shit. I could have did this so much better. Um, uh, you just you're always striving to become better than you were on your next. I think each film is a test for the next film, basically. And like even with Last Lap, I love the film. I think it's gonna be a great film, but there's there's so much room for improvement. I learned a lot of things on set, you know, being hands on, and I, I look forward to the future. But absolutely, I think after every project, you you do definitely advance to the the next level. Uh yeah, that's everything. It's a Failure is the greatest teacher, I guess. That's what. That's what I heard. <laughs> but, uh, it makes you want to yeah. strive harder, you know, push harder, you know. Like uh, I know with me, like Jerry knows this. When when, when we were uh, running around with Black Sun, showing it uh, across the tri-state area, I was never in the room because I I heard everything. I was like, oh, there's that noise, there's that, there was that moment, and I just didn't want to be in it. And I walked back in during the credits, which got like a standing ovation, but like I just didn't. I didn't want. I just don't like. Do, do, do you like watching? Your, yeah. Do, do, do you like watching your stuff? I mean, I like watching it the first like. I mean, two hundred times, and then no, after I mean, that, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of it. I mean, but, with, um, with, with an audience when it's done. When it's no, done, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing this for, right? Like, we want a yeah. reaction. Like, that's why I'm a filmmaker. Like, I, I create stories that I want people to see, and I, I want to get a reaction, whether it's good or bad. I want to hear a laugh, a cry, or something. So, I definitely do enjoy the screening yeah absolutely but at the same token i do agree with you as well um i'm crazy ocd and i notice every little tiny thing if something is off oh there's that there's that there's this little continuity thing and it drives me crazy but um you know again it's it's we do this so we can improve for the next film you know this this film that's gonna come out last life it's definitely not you know the most perfect film in the world but it's a great film and i can't wait to show it to you guys and then once it's done, you know, I'll move to the next project and make that even better than the last. My, my philosophy is always, and I always used to say this to people when they would say sometimes some, some of my stuff was bad or whatever, I'd be like, well, I want to see you sit there, write a script, get a budget, gather a crew, oversee it, I be mean, stressed for weeks and months. Making a film yeah. is hard. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not easy. A lot of people don't realize the time and effort and hours mm -hmm. that it takes to complete something. You know, even if it is a five-minute, ten-minute short like it, it's it's stressful especially if you know you're writing it you're producing you're directing because nowadays you know we kind of have to we don't have the advantages to have you know a, a major studio to back us but um it's a difficult process you know a lot of people can't hack it but uh i commend anybody out there who's a filmmaker you know i always made the joke what was the joke on black sun that that we were having the baby because it took us nine months oh yes <laughs> yeah, i always made that a joke like i see we started filming. I said we started in November of 2013 and we finished shooting in August and it was like nine months and I said well we were pregnant and we, we had a baby. And you had a son. Yeah well there you go black son. That's great you guys you guys are lucky nine months is, is not bad at all I, I've yeah. been sitting on this damn film for two years now so it's been painful but well, thankfully we're finally in post production. My OCD anal like, like likes to be efficient so like I get very like anal like you I, I get very anal about stuff. Um, speaking of upcoming projects. Like we talked, we talked about the uh, your uh, satanic mingle, but uh, the big one that everybody's been asking me about for the last three damn years, it's finally getting off the ground. Is uh, it's no surprise. Is uh, the next project we're doing, which is the untitled thriller project. People have been asking me, is it a Black Sun sequel? I'm about obliged to say, right? 
but uh yeah well well i don't know how much information you want to give right now no, but no. uh it's it's going no. <laughs> we're in the second draft and uh i'm looking forward to getting this new project out i think it's going to be great we're me and jerry of course we're producing it yes i'm co-directing with you of course uh, our release is going to be your 2008 film for Black Sun. So the original one, that's our new release for this. Oh, no, that that would be like the before stuff. Where it's like, look at where we came. I came like two other movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited that Gorilla and uh, Computer Collective are going to be joining forces to make this film. Yeah, me too. And uh, I, I, think, I think you guys are going to be very excited to see this film because it's going to be awesome <laughs> well, what, what, what do you feel comfortable saying about it that you don't want to give too much information out because i i don't me too like i don't want to give too much out but it's like what what, what do you think we would feel comfortable talking talking well about? It, it's gonna be scary oh yeah well. <laughs> it's gonna be a, another horror film we'll say that much yeah. um i don't know how much i don't know i don't know how much you want to reveal i don't really want to no, say no, too I'm much. Not, i don't want to reveal much um it's, it's definitely uh, i'll say this it's definitely going to be uh, a thriller. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're looking to shoot this summer, the end of the summer. We're trying, yeah, we're trying to to start by the end of August or early September. Yeah. We're gonna go into pr- production. And hopefully, it'll come out next year, end of next year, or whenever, whenever, whenever it decides to come out, it'll come out. But yeah, I like it. But uh, so yeah, so uh, any, anything else you want to plug or uh, plug your Facebook website <laughs> something? <laughs> uh, you can check. Uh, some of my stuff out on Vimeo under Guerrilla Revolution under People you can check out the two last laugh trailers and soon as Christian mentioned earlier we're going to launch the uh, the Satanist Mingle parody which is like uh, a satire on like Tinder and dating and stuff like that uh, it's going to be interesting and um, I need a new app in my life how much would it cost a month? Uh, prices may vary <laughs> just, just your soul Jerry that's how much it costs Not yeah yeah just your soul. Just your soul. where's the contract? Yeah, but uh, thanks. It's in blood. <laughs> but, but thanks for coming, Chris. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So uh, check out Chris, uh, his stuff on uh, Facebook, Vimeo. Just find him. Just find him on. There you go. It's always fun talking to Chris. Uh, He's we'll, something else. We'll have him on the podcast again when uh, when uh, his film comes out. Yes. And we'll have him again in October when the new Halloween movie comes out. So him and me can, so I can fanboy and he can tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> most importantly oh yeah so um it was great uh, i want everybody to uh go on facebook and like the last laugh please do and like gorilla revolution and make sure it's your last laugh as well he is uh he's he's a great friend uh he's going to be directing my film that's coming out we're either we're co-directing he's directing we haven't decided yet um he's going to be directing uh the next film that we're doing the black sun we don't know what it is yet we, we haven't titled it yet, so it's the untitled Black Sun film. As long as I don't get my hands on it, I'm sure he's going to do a great job. Um, so next week's episode, we're going to be speaking of Black Sun. Next week's episode, we're going to be doing something different. Where we're going to have Ian Ustick on, uh, who you heard in the first episode. And him, me, and Jerry are going to uh, dissect the Black Sun film. We're going to go through uh, the development, how we met. Um, and we're going to go through to where we are now and then we're going to have a watch along yes which we did that already with the uh with the magic of uh editing and uh being able to do but it's this. always better a second time but i just want to say that uh you don't want to miss it because there's some shenanigans going on ian and i laughing for like 10 minutes trying not to uh 
trying to watch watch the film laughing, going off on tangents about about stuff, talking about locations. It's a great story. I encourage everybody to listen to it. That's going to drop on the next episode at this point from two weeks from now. Beautiful. So, yeah. So, uh, find us on Instagram at Caputo Collective. Find us on Facebook, Caputo Collective Productions, and The Collective Podcast on Facebook. Patreon, Caputo Collective. Twitter, Caputo Collective. Um, and I think that's everything. Yeah. Yes. So, you want to plug something, Jerry? Or... Um... I think you just explained everything so well. You are a wonderful promoter. I'm going to pass the torch to you. All right. All the promotions. Ow, the torch is hot. Yes. <laughs> it burns. But, um, so burn, yeah. baby, so, burn. burn, baby, burn. So now, uh, so yeah, so everybody have a great weekend if you're watching, if you're listening to this on Friday. If you're not listening to it and you listen to it later, just have a great week and a great day. And I will see you next time on the Collective Podcast. Love you.